0: I am convinced I will never fucking know how to start these podcasts. I am so awkward, but um, it's currently snowing in London. I literally just got back from a walk through Hampstead Heath by myself with my vegan white hot chocolate that I absolutely love and it was freezing cold and I'm pretty sure my hands are blistered, but I just love the snow and it was pretty romantic if I do say so myself which is the perfect segue. Oh my God, my big galaxy brain. It's the perfect segue because this episode is about being single. (laughs) I've touched on this before and um, just briefly mentioned like my relationship history, my lack of a relationship history, but I'm going to do the proper episode now because I feel like it's important you know, I feel like there is so much pressure to be in a relationship. And why? Literally why? I, I'm so happy I've never been in a relationship. And I'm sure some people are like, oh, you're so cold, blah, blah, blah. But hear me out. Let me just get straight into the nitty gritty of it. I spent a lot of time hating myself. And though I do not believe that you have to love yourself completely in order to be in a relationship and love someone else. Like I really don't believe in that philosophy. I do think that on a personal level, I just wasn't ready to be with someone. Especially like when I think about it, I'm 22 and that's kind of young. Okay. When was I meant to be in a serious relationship? Like, at what age? I've never understood it. I have friends who have been in like eight year relationships and are the same age as me. And I just think, no. Like, if that's what works for you, that's what works for you. Like, cool. I'm so happy for you. Like, I'm rooting for you. Hope you get married. Hope you get your dreams, whatever. But that's just not me. Like, I'm a very, very independent person. And not that you can't be independent and in a relationship, but I'm just like hyper independent. Like, I love being by myself. And I think for a lot of the time when like everyone I knew was kind of dating, I was just so focused on other things in life. Like dating wasn't really at the top of my priority list. Like I think, when, okay, when do people start dating? Like 16, I guess. Um, I was a fucking overachiever in school there was no way I was going to let a boy come between me and my grades. There there was just no way. So I was never going to have a boyfriend from 16 to like 18. And then I moved to a completely different city for uni and I didn't know anyone. And what was I meant to do? Just jump into a relationship with someone I'd just met. And to be honest, a lot of the boys I met at my university were racist as fuck. So wasn't going to move into a relationship with them So yeah, it just like, it never really happened. And I, I feel like when I was a lot younger, like when I was like 17, I was really embarrassed that I never had a boyfriend. I just couldn't really understand why it felt very personal. It felt like it was my fault, you know, and in a way, obviously it's my fault, but not in a negative way. Like I just chose to not be in a relationship and I'm really happy I did because it's not like the opportunity didn't arise. Like, people had asked me to be their girlfriend, and I was like, oh, no, thank you. And I, I don't know. I think... I don't know. It's weird, because I've always been the friend that I think people would say, oh, Mary, yeah, she doesn't believe in love, and oh, yeah, Mary doesn't date, and all this. And But I am such a hopeless romantic. Like, it's annoying how much of a hopeless romantic I am. Like, I for a long time in my life, all of my favorite films were rom-coms, and all of my favorite books, to be fair, my favorite genre of books is still romance, like, I love a good romance novel, I thrive, like, crime, and the other, like, I I guess popular genres, like, crime, horror, murder mystery, things like that, cool, I get it, but romance novels, sign me the fuck up, I love a romance novel, and it's always been so bizarre to me that people have been like, yeah, like you just don't believe in love. And I mean like 14 year old me didn't really believe in love, but I didn't really believe in anything when I was 14. And I don't believe that monogamy exists. And I say that not that you can't be in a marriage or a relationship for a long period of time. I just, the the concept of monogamy comes from like the time where people weren't living long. Like, people live to, like, a hundred and something now. I think monogamy is very outdated. And I don't know, I've always said, like, I'm so happy that I, like, didn't jump into a relationship with a guy I lost my virginity to or, like, jump into a relationship with guys that I were like was kind of seeing or whatever because I think the freedom of being able to just, like, explore romance and sex and stuff like that with other people kind of made me be like okay now at 22 I'm not opposing a relationship I'm definitely not running into one but I'm not opposing it whereas before I felt like no I wasn't really ready I didn't really know much I was quite naive and I don't know but also I think like it's scary people don't really talk about how scary it is like one of my biggest fears is that like, you never know someone. And that's a fact. Like, Even though it scares me, it's a fact. You will never completely know someone. You can literally be married to someone for 50 years and you won't know everything about them. And that's fine. Like, That's human nature. We will never know everything about everybody because nobody is their most authentic self if someone else is there. You can be so comfortable with someone, but you're not you until you're in a room by yourself and like i literally think the most authentic version of yourself is like you in a room on your worst day like that's the the purest version of you and even when like you know you're really comfortable with someone and they might see you on your worst day and when you're crying you know you still do that thing where you're like i'm fine or like you you make yourself seem better than you are because There's something very scary about showing that much vulnerability. And I don't think that that's an exception when you're married. Um, But the fact that you never know someone truly, I'm like, I don't really want to be in a relationship as a 19 year old, knowing that I don't know that person when I know what 19 year olds are like, you know? And another thing that really pissed me off about the whole dating scene as a teenager is that... I don't. I don't say it as well. It's like, oh, he's just in his fuckboy phase. Like, let him sleep with everyone he wants to sleep with, and then like he'll be perfect for you. What the fuck? No. Um, you sleep with whoever you want to sleep with, and then you figure out your life. And if our paths cross again, okay. But I'm not gonna wait the fuck around for you, huh? And also, why are girls never allowed to have a fuckboy phase? Like, I don't mean sleeping with fuckboys. I mean like being a fuckboy. Even the fact that there isn't like a fuckgirl term. I guess you could say fuck girl, but like, no one says that. But like, if a girl sleeps with a bunch of people, it's like, mm, she's a whore. Or like, she's got daddy issues. But a boy sleeps with a bunch of people and it's like, oh, he's just getting it out of his system. What the fuck? Like, that double standard pisses me off. And to be fair, I wanted my fuck girl phase. I wanted to figure out the kind of guys I liked. And figure out what I like and what I want from a relationship and what I don't want from a relationship. And like the first situationship, let's say, that I was ever in, because I haven't been in a relationship, but the first situationship that I was in, like we weren't dating, but like we were talking every, well, actually, do you know what? I don't even want to get into the specifics of it because it's, ew, do you ever just think about like the guys you've liked? You're like, how embarrassing. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so this situationship was just like awful. Like this guy was just an absolute asshole. And I'm not making any excuses for his behavior, but, like, he was definitely going through something and I was going through something. And so, it like, we were just really bad together. And, like, we were just completely, like, the definition of a toxic relationship, situationship, like, you know, relationship. Um, And that time of my life really taught me, like, I will never let a guy treat me like that. I I can't because it was so painful it was so bad for my mental health I was like why is he being so mean like but it was it was like the. I don't know how to explain it it was like the goods were good and the bads were bad but like there was never just like okay like you know a middle ground and I feel like that's really been like good for me and I remember when this guy like came back into my life after like our drama was over, <laughs> um, I like saw him again, and he was like apologising. He was like, "I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to treat you like that. Blah blah. Like, you deserve so much better." And I was like, hell fucking yeah, I do." And it was in that moment I was like, "Mary, now you are ready. Like, if you want to be in a relationship now, you are ready for it because you know your worth. You know what you deserve." Whereas I feel like if I went into a relationship with that guy, I would have literally been with him forever and I would have just let him treat me like shit because I was like, that's, you know, that's right. That's normal. And it's not. And like, I get so mad now when my friends who have been in long-term relationships come to me and they're like, Oh, my boyfriend did this. And I'm like, that's not normal. Like just because you've been together forever doesn't mean that you have to stay together. And I think that's such a big thing. I think people really do think that the longer they're in a relationship, the more they can't leave it. Because like, why would they? That It's it's comfortable. You know, you know that person. You don't have to get, get to know someone new. And as someone who's been in the fucking talking stage so many times, getting to know someone is so, so boring. Like, I'm sorry. It's Even if you really like that person, it's so boring. Like all the small talk is so fucking boring. I cannot stand the whole oh my god how many siblings do you have how many oh like literally I just wish there was a way to just download someone's like life um sure there have been people I've spoken to and I'm like so infatuated with them I'm like oh tell me everything I'm still like this is such a long process like are we gonna kiss or not like that's all I need to know um like talking stages are so annoying but I'd rather go through a million talking stages and like find someone that's actually right for me than like stick around with someone who's not the person I thought they were. And this is my other thing with like my problem with teenage dating is that when it goes on for so long I feel like how are you still attracted to each other? Like not physically, like how are you still emotionally and intellectually like connected? I don't know, I don't know if that makes sense but like for example, the person that I was at 15 compared to the person I am now, if you liked 15 year old me, you would not like 22 year old me. Like we're two completely different people. We have completely different beliefs. When I was 15, I used to go to church every Sunday. Okay. Like that's how much of a different person I am now. Like now I don't go to church and I have crystals on my desk. So let's, you know, let's look at this. That's just not the same person. That's not the same girl. Also, when I was 15, I had purple hair. So, I don't know, take from that what you will. But I know that my interests have t- changed. And so I would assume the other person's interests would have changed. And then the things that we once connected on, we would no longer connect with. And like your teenage years are so important. And I feel like I am so, so grateful that I spent them alone because. I just, I had to be selfish with that time, I really did, because those are the years that make you the adult that you become, and now, like, okay, one thing that so many guys have said to me is, you're so intimidating, like, we don't like intimidating girls, and I used to get so pissed off, I was like, me, I have social anxiety, how the fuck am I intimidating, and then I, like, spoke to a bunch of people about it and I read about it and stuff like that and so many people were like you're not intimidating they're intimidated and I think that's just so crucial and I know that's in Michelle Obama's book as well which I think is where a lot of people got that from but it's so important to remember that like loving yourself is not done enough that when you do love yourself people are scared of it. Like, it doesn't make sense to them. You come off as, you know, overconfident and cocky and intimidating when actually you're fine. You know, you're doing what you should be doing. You're living life the way you should be living your life. Loving yourself is not something to dial back and it's not something to like hide. If you love yourself, go out and love yourself in front of the world too because it's a fucking beautiful thing to see, and the thing is, like, I didn't even love myself that much when I, when I was being called intimidating, but it was the time in my life where I was becoming so, so interested in politics, and I've, like, always been involved in politics, I have a very political family, um, and, like, I always, I don't want to say I always know what's going on, but, like, let my family read like the New York times and they'll make me read the New York times and like the economist and the private eye and all these like newspapers and magazines and stuff. So I'm so abundantly aware of what's going on in the world. And, you know, you reach an age where you have to start forming your own opinions and sometimes they differ from your parents and you have to do your own research and read your own books and stuff like that. And so I think around the age of 15 and 16, especially because I knew that I was going to do um, A-level government and politics, I really just read a bunch of feminist literature and like, the, that's when I read the Communist Manifesto, like, I read so much, all the different types of isms that there are, and I really became confident in my views, and I remember <laughs> there's this time that like, people will not let me live down, but I got like, really shit-faced in Weber Spoons, which, If you don't know, it's a pub, like it's a cheap pub in the UK. And I was like screaming feminist propaganda basically on the tables. So, you know, I was really getting into it. But I remember, I remember saying to like guys I was speaking to, like, oh, why are you so like confident in what you're saying? Like, why are you so confident in your political views? And they were so abundantly racist. And I was the only like person of color in that group so maybe this was the first time they'd ever have ever had a person of color like question their morals but they were all like "Mm, you're so intimidating like you're so loud and i was thinking one i'm literally not loud and two answer the fucking question like that's the thing when someone can't answer your questions about politics or their beliefs like they often are founded in like hatred like they just don't justify it and i was like oh, okay cool whatever um like kind of just never spoke to anyone in that friendship group again but like that was their justification for calling me intimidating because i knew what i believed in and i stood by what i believed in and now i think the craziest thing is like over the summer um when there was like a, you know everyone went online and showed their support for black lives matter I was, like, writing pieces on it because that's how I like to express myself. Um, and people who, like, never supported anything I said, like, people who would watch these guys say the stuff they would say to me, message me and they were like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. And I was just like, ah, fuck off. I mean, that's a tangent, but God, did that piss me off. But, yeah, like, the fact that I knew what I believed in and stood by what I believed in meant that so many guys were like, you're so intimidating. And I was just like, cool. Like you will literally meet guys or girl or whoever you're interested in, who will adore the things about you that other people have made you hate. Like there was this one guy and he was so like, you know, when you meet someone and you just like, you have no interest in anything. And that's what, well, not anything, you know, like anything romantic, but that's what people say. They're always like, it comes to you and you're not looking for it. And I, like, I literally wasn't ready for a relationship. Like I was just about to pack my bags and go to uni. Like I was not looking for anything, but I met this guy and he literally was an angel. Like he was so fucking nice to me. And, um, he was like, oh my God, like, I love how passionate you are about politics and like feminism and all this. And I was like, Oh my God, I'll literally you get down on one knee right now and ask you to marry me. And I don't even believe in marriage, but let's go. You know, so like, even though nothing ever happened with me and that guy, like just know that if you keep meeting people who are, are like shitting on you for the things you believe in or making you feel less than, there is always someone who will make you feel like you deserve the world. Like I always say, you don't need someone to make you feel that way. Like you can make yourself feel that way. You can look yourself in the mirror and be like, you deserve the fucking world and I'm going to give it to you like my favorite thing to do is to spoil myself how I would spoil a significant other because I don't know how the fuck I'd spoil a significant other to be fair because I've never had one but you know people are like oh I'm gonna go buy them all the things they like to like make them happy or put a smile on their face I'm like oh my god I get to save money and I get to spend it on myself and make myself feel good okay let's go and I'll go and buy like a bunch of like vegan toasted banana bread and get my favorite coffee and go on walks through Hampstead Heath in the snow by myself with a podcast in and romanticize the fuck out of my life. And I'm like, okay, cool. And now I know what I deserve. (laughs) But the reason that this is such like a big topic for me is that people need to stop acting like being single in your twenties is a weird thing. It's not weird. It's really not weird. I am 22. I am so ridiculously young. I was literally a child last week. Like, I don't care. I, my teens just ended. In what world is every teen ready to date? That's just not a thing. Like, cool, some teens are ready to date. I also think, like, I was a fucking late bloomer, okay? Like, not to be a TMI, but I did not hit puberty until I was about 15, 16. So... In what world, (laughs) in what world was I gonna be dating? And even if you go through the entirety of your 20s without dating, that's absolutely fine. Like there is no pressure. There's there is this weird like societal pressure that makes you think that if you haven't dated anyone by the time you're 30, that you're unlovable or by the time you're 40 or whatever. Like you're not unlovable, I promise you that. And dating Isn't like it, it doesn't define how lovable you are. You know, like the amount of people that chase after you and like want to be with you isn't an example of how lovable you are. If you know you're a good person, if you know you're a nice person, you're lovable. Like people love you. I love you. Like not having a significant other doesn't mean that you're not lovable. That's not how it works. Okay. And also, (laughs) Also, the amount of people who are just like, oh, so like you're just sleeping with people who you're not in a relationship with. There's nothing wrong with that. Like if that's what you want to do, do it. I don't know why so many people think they have the right to an opinion on someone's sex life and dating life. If you're not involved, that's none of your damn business. The actual shock that I see appear across some people's faces when I tell them I've never had a boyfriend is crazy. Like there was this one time I was walking through Carnaby Street and if you're from London you know this like people are always filming there whether it's like TV documentaries, radio shows, YouTube videos whatever like someone will shove a microphone in your face and be like, "Can I ask you a question?" And this girl did that and she was like, "Can I ask you a question?" And I was like, "Okay, cool, whatever." She was like, "Okay, we're just filming this thing and um we're going to talk about like previous relationships." And I was like, "I've never been in one." and she was like, no, yeah, no, that's fine, like, even if it was, like, a short one, I'm like, no, I have never been in a relationship, and she couldn't fucking believe it, like, she was like, huh, what do you mean you've never been in a relationship, I was like, okay, let me break this one down for you, me, Mary, I have never been in a relationship, (laughs) and she just couldn't wrap her head around it, and I just thought, why is that so strange? Like, why has it become something that people look at as weird? It's just so, like, I can't even describe how normal it is. And another thing is there's so much pressure when you're 18 to be, like, in a relationship or to be sleeping with people. And first of all, if you're under the age of 18 listening to this, because I know there's a fair chunk of people that are, do not feel like you're under any pressure to start sleeping with people okay when you're 18 you will think everybody is sleeping with everybody else they're not they're not i I promise you they're not and honestly like it's it's worth the wait like i know so many people my age who like haven't slept with anyone and it's so fine and it doesn't even mean that you won't have anything to talk about because like i talk to my friends who haven't slept with people and like it's not as if we're speaking a different language we just have different experiences of life you know so Yeah, even if you're, I don't fucking care how old you are, to be fair. Don't feel pressured to move into the romantic world of like dating and sleeping with people if you're not ready. Like, people are ready at different stages of their life. People need to go through things first. People need to like experience different types of love before they choose the type of love that they want to delve into next. You know, there are so many different types of love. And I just think if I could punch every single person that was ever like, Oh my God, it's so weird that you haven't been in a relationship. I would. I would, but I am not a violent person. But it's just like, come on. Like, how is that strange? Everybody is all for supporting women until it comes to situations like this where some women literally look at you and they're like, you're so weird. Like, you're so fucking strange for not being in a relationship. I'm like, I'm sorry, Karen, that you've been in a relationship for 10 years with someone you don't even like, but I... Don't want to do that. You know? And like I said, it works for some people and it doesn't for others. We're not the same. Humans aren't the same. We're not all meant to have the same experiences. And I feel like I've literally listened to so many podcasts and all of them have been someone saying like, even though I have dated or even though I have been in a relationship, and I'm like, where's a representation for my people who just haven't been in a relationship? So here I am besties. And I don't know. I think it's like really, really important to be honest, to just remind yourself that your worth doesn't come from whether or not you've been in a relationship. Keep doing what you're doing. Like if you want to date when you're 50 and you don't want to worry about that right now, go for it. If you want to prioritize school or work, do it. Like it's literally your life. You get to define it. You, there's no, like there's no guidebook to life. There's no, There's no manual that says by the time you're 25, you should have met the love of your life. By the time you're 26, you should be pregnant. Like that doesn't exist. Those are all social constructs that people have decided to adapt and then put pressure on other people when they don't fulfill them as if they haven't just subscribed to something that doesn't fucking exist. It's crazy that literally there is no age restriction on anything. I mean, okay, cool. There are like laws, but in terms of life path, there is no age limit. Like, you want to fucking pack up and move countries at 50 years old? Do it. You know, I just think, it, I just think it's weird. I, that's the weird thing. Like, people could tell me that me being single my whole life is weird. But the weird thing is you being concerned about it. Like, that's strange. The fact that you think that you have to give your input and tell me what your opinion is. Where did I ask? I Actually, I don't remember asking. I just really want to stress the fact that, like, if you're single right now, And you feel kind of shitty about being single. Like, don't just live your life honestly. Like, unfortunately, men are always going to be here, you know. (laughs) And you'll you'll find the person. Like, I don't think that we have one soulmate in this world. I believe in soulmates, but I don't think we have one. And I think you have platonic and romantic and whatever. And some people are like, oh, the love of your life could be someone you're never going to meet cool that might be the case but you're never gonna fucking know so why think that way and so all I can say is that just like live actually live your life rather than sitting down and worrying about when you're gonna find the right person and when you're gonna be in a relationship and it's just not worth it like any time that I catch myself being like oh I kind of wish I had a boyfriend I'm like no whoa 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 where did that come from And sometimes it honestly comes from the fact that I just feel a bit off with myself. And it's like a kind of validation thing. And then I just have to be like, okay, Mary, what are we going to do about it? We're going to go on a run. We're going to have a self care night. We're going to do our hair. And you're going to remember you're a bad bitch. Like, you don't need somebody else to justify that. You just have to look in the mirror and be like, oh, yeah, so true, Queen. You are a bad bitch. Like, life isn't promised. And, in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of short, and you don't want to be like, oh yeah, I spent 75% of my life longing for a partner, no way, and also, like, to those of you who are in relationships, I am begging you to stop, if, if this is you, to stop being the person that ditches your friends for your partner, that is honestly the worst thing you can do like I think it's so fucking selfish when people do that I understand the honeymoon phase this isn't me being someone who's like single and doesn't understand relationships I'm not an idiot I understand the honeymoon phase and I understand that it's like really cool and new but some of you have been in four-year relationships and you still haven't seen your friends like I just think it's so bizarre that you can just forget that your friends exist for one person. But yeah, I don't know. I just think it's like, it's so annoying. And I would really want my friends to call me out if I ever acted that way. Because, like, I've had so many friends do that. And then it's ruined our relationship. Or when they've broken up with their significant other, they just randomly out of nowhere message me. And I'm like, oh, baby girl, where have you been? Like, I'm not the type of person who will completely just block you off for doing that. But I I do think it's strange. Like I said, I don't think monogamy exists. So like in this relationship, if the, if you thought there was a potential of it ever ending, did you just think that you would come back to people that you hadn't spoken to in four years? I don't know. It's just kind of a piss take to be honest, but everyone is allowed to be who they want to be. I'm not giving you a guide to who you have to be as a human being. That's up to you. I'm just saying, if you haven't heard it, That's kind of a shitty thing to do. Anywho. (laughs) Um, I think it's also, like, really funny how... You know when you're... I don't know. Like, if you see someone you haven't seen for a long time, their first question is, like, so you seeing anyone? You dating? Blah, blah, blah. Like, why is that the first question? Why is the first question not... Have you, like, figured out life yet? Or, like, have you got a new job? Or how's school? Or something like that. Like, why is it always so having a boyfriend oh no (laughs) I really don't really come off as a salty bitch if that's how anyone's like seeing me right now because that's not how I am I just feel like when I talk about things I get really passionate (laughs) but um yeah I don't know I just think it's so strange I just think it's so strange that like we are kind of moving into this world where on the one hand people aren't getting married as early as they once did which I think is so cool um and a lot of women aren't getting married like I'm one of those people I just don't ever see myself getting married I've never been the type of person who has like pictured my wedding day or has like planned what dress I'm gonna wear and I never realized that that was something that people did (laughs) until I was in my A-level sociology class and um we were talking about like if you've studied sociology, sorry to give you flashbacks to the past, but, um, we're talking about different types of relationships and couples and stuff. And, you know, you have lats like people who live apart, but they're together. And then you have people who live together, but aren't married. And then, you know, like all the different types of relationships. And my sociology teacher like called me out and she was like, I bet Mary has been like picturing her Disney wedding day since the day she was born, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, absolutely not. And my friend who was literally like my ride or die in sociology, she was like, Mary is the least relationship person you'll ever meet. And I just thought it was so strange that that's like, that was my teacher's perception of me. And then juxtaposed with my friend's perception of me. I was like, to be fair, you are both wrong. But like I don't know. I've just never, ever planned my wedding day. I really don't want to get married. I don't think it's, like, essential to do. I don't know. I have always said, like, if I was with someone and, like, marriage was such a big deal to them and I truly love them, then maybe. But, like, I don't know. I don't really want to get married. I just, like, I did my first Holy communion and I was so uncomfortable in that white dress. And those heels, ugh. I don't want to do that again. Can I turn up to my wedding in flares and maybe we can discuss it. But yeah, I don't know. I've never really, never really been a a marriage type of gal. And people always say it's really strange that like I have married parents and I don't want to get married because people always say it's normally kids who grew up in like a house with divorced parents who like don't believe in marriage. I'm like, no, I don't know. I just, I think it's kind of outdated. And, like, it isn't for you. Like, I feel like you don't get married for yourself. Obviously, everyone has their own opinions on marriage. This is just my personal opinion. But, like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like when you get married, you literally do it for everyone else. Like, you invite all these people and you throw a party and the whole shebang. And I'm, Like, first of all, I am so awkward. I literally can't speak in front of people. Like, a what? Like, you want me to stand in front of everyone? And also, you want me to kiss someone in front of my parents? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I won't do it. I will not, I will refuse. I would literally if I got married, I'd turn my cheek so my partner could kiss my cheek because I'm not kissing anybody in front of my parents. Sorry, not doing it. But like with that, with the whole like I don't really believe in marriage thing like and the way that society's progressing, I also have never ever pictured myself being a mother. I just like it's just I've never I've never like envisioned it. And I just don't think I'm a very maternal person. I mean like I have no problem with kids. Like you know some people are like I fucking hate kids. Like there was definitely a point in my life where I thought kids were very annoying but like I don't hate kids. I think they're fine. Like I'll hold your baby if you need me to hold your baby. I actually think that kids kind of like me but I don't know. I just don't really want a child and the way i've always seen my life i was like i don't really ever see the time in my life where i would have kids or i wouldn't even if i had a child i wouldn't have multiple but like i've just yeah i never have looked at my life and been like okay when i'm that age or when i'm at this point in my career i'll have a child like i've always just been like no i'm just going to like work and live it through until the day i die like i just don't i don't know and i think for a long time people never understood that and they were always like yeah right mary like of course, you're gonna have a kid, like everyone has to have a kid, and I think even deep down, my mom's still kind of holding on to hope that I have a kid, but yeah, I really don't want one. I don't know, but I feel like my friends who truly know me have always been like, Oh, yeah, you're definitely not like the mother, but you're like the cool aunt, and I'm here for that, I'm here for the vibe, like, I will be all of my friends' kids' cool aunt, like, I'll do that, but <laughs> having a child of my own no way which I think I am actually depriving the world of like a comedian because not not to brag but I was a fucking hilarious kid like the stories my parents tell me I'm on the floor like I I'm just so funny it's just nothing's ever changed you know and also I was a fucking adorable kid so you know I could create a masterpiece but then also my child won't be a hundred percent me and I have a problem with that because I don't like Sharon. I don't like Sharon. So yeah. Anyways, what the serious point that I'm trying to get to is that all these things about me, like not wanting to get married, not wanting to have a kid, never being in a relationship by the time I'm 22. A lot of people would like uphold the argument that uh, that makes me less feminine and it makes me like less of a woman. And like, I just want to say, if you are in the same position as me, like, you have all those free beliefs, or, like, even if it's just one of them, like, you're not less of a woman, you're not less of a person, even if you don't define yourself as a woman, like, you're not less of a person for not wanting those things, like, you get to choose, it's literally, like, people will yell your body, your choice, until you don't want a fucking kid, and suddenly it's not your body or your choice anymore, but I am telling you, it's still your fucking body, it's still your fucking choice, like, you do not need to subscribe to people's patriarchal norms of having a fucking child, if you don't want one, don't have one, it's actually probably better for the universe if you don't have one, if you don't want one, because there are already enough kids in, like, foster care and adoption services, and if you don't want a child, there's, it's not worth it, you know, And I remember when I was like 16, saying that I didn't want a child, everyone's parents would be like, what the fuck is wrong with her? And I would turn around and I'd be like, have you seen how fucked up this world is? And like, I'm not trying to persuade anyone to not have a child. Like, I can't wait for some of my friends to have kids so I can be like, oh my God, let's take the baby out. But for me, I'm just like, this world is so, so sad and so heavy. And like, I often think like oh my god like I did not ask to be in this world you know and it's such a daunting feeling when you feel that way kind of like worthless and like you're just floating around on this rock with no no reason and I don't know I don't really want to inflict that on someone else and sure you know some people would be like well you can have the kid that cures cancer but like I could also have a kid that just couldn't carry the weight of this world on their shoulders and then like I don't know. I think it's just such a personal decision and everyone needs to keep their nose out of everybody else's business because it truly is none of your business. Like, if it's not your fucking uterus, it's not your fucking opinion. You know, as my queen, Rachel Green from Friends, said so perfectly, no uterus, no opinion. I'm going to rephrase it and say, not your uterus, no opinion. Because no. No, just no, period. Just no. But, like, I'm literally... Sorry, (laughs) I hope I haven't sounded distracted this whole podcast because I am watching the snowfall whilst I have a candle lit and it's kind of dark in my room right now and this is just this is so fucking cool. If you don't know a lot about me I need you to know that snow is one of my favorite things in the world okay. I love snow like my hands are literally blistering from how cold it is outside I am planning on going out again when the snow gets thicker because I love snow so much, and it rarely ever snows and it rarely ever snows properly, and the snow outside right now is settling and it's phenomenal, but yeah, I'll love you and leave you there, babies. I need to figure out how to start and end these podcasts without being awkward. It has literally been like half a year since I started this podcast and I still don't know what to do. Like I'm just, I don't know. I'm like, do I start it by saying, "Hey weirdos," because like it's called life gets weird. But then I'm like, will people take offense to that? And I don't want to offend anyone. You guys are my besties. Like I don't want to offend anyone. Um, but then I like I don't want, I don't want to keep saying, "Hey guys," because I just feel like it gets repetitive. And oh, and I don't know how to end them. I never know how to end them. So I'm just gonna end it now. Okay, bye.